May I tell you a story this morning? May I tell you a story? <laughs> this will be a little interactive. It's been a while since I've done this and interactive. The kids, I want you to listen very carefully. Adults, listen very carefully as well. And uh, try to get the details. All right? Are you ready? When Jesus entered Jericho, he was passing through. There was a man named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector and wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he couldn't see over the crowd. So, he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree so he could see him because Jesus was passing that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must be a guest at your house today. So, he came down at once and welcomed him greatly. All of the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Zacchaeus stood up and said, Look, Lord, I will give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will repay them four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house. For this man is also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that was lost. That's my story. I want to see how well you listen. I'm getting old, and so sometimes I have trouble retelling the story the same way, and I forget things. So I'm going to tell the story again, and if I make a mistake, will you tell me, no, no, no. Let's try it. Let's practice no, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, y'all got that down. Especially your moms, huh? All right. You ready? When Jesus was passing through Jericho. Oh, you're right. That's right. He was passing through Jericho. I was just checking you. There was a man there by the name of Zechariah. There was a man there by the name of Zacchaeus. I'm sorry. He was the chief dentist in the town and was wealthy. Wealthy, but what was he? Tax Tax collector, chief tax collector, and he was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was so tall, he wanted to... He was short. I'm really struggling this morning. Because he he wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he couldn't see over the crowd. So he ran and climbed up an oak tree and... What kind of tree? Sycamore tree. Boy, y'all got the details down. I can't even throw a different tree in there. Because he wanted to see who he was. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said, If you want to come down, come down. 
He said, come down immediately. Y'all got it. For today, I will be a guest at your house. You listening? I haven't finished my story yet. (laughs) So he came down at once and welcomed him greatly. When all of the people saw this, they were very excited. They were like, yes! When all of the people saw this, they muttered, that's right. They said he is gone to... That's right. Well, she's got it. Today, he is, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said, Here, now, here and now, Lord, if I, I give 20% of my possessions to the poor, how much are my possessions? Half of my possession. And if I've wrong, if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will repay them two times the amount. No, no, no. Four times the amount. Four times the amount. So Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house. This man is also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. You got it? Yes. Think y'all got it. What do you like about that story? It's a story, okay? It's a, it's a true story. <laughs> what do you like about it? Anyway, I like that he was willing to go to a sinner's house, someone who is lost, and to Okay. Good. Yes. Okay. I like that too. Short people like this story, huh? Yeah, we can identify with that. Yeah, I like that too. Somebody else, what do you like about this story? Okay, that he was so generous. That's great. That he repaid people. If he cheated them, he repaid them four times. That's pretty incredible. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Okay. He likes the part that Zacchaeus did everything he could. He went out on a limb <laughs> to see Jesus. Absolutely. What do you not like about this story? Okay. Okay. She doesn't like that the people were muttering and saying... That uh, Jesus shouldn't be doing that. Anything else you don't like about it? It was too short. (laughs) Raymond? You don't like that he was going to repay the people? Oh, that's what you like about it. Okay, good. Yep, that he repaid. Hmm? Mm-hmm. So there was a time in my life that I wouldn't have liked that, you know, and I would have thought that was unfair. 
Okay. When I was younger, I would have thought, why did Jesus do that? Okay. Great. So, interesting. Somebody, I heard somebody over here say, yeah, they're still doing that, the tax collectors, huh? They're still cheating. <laughs> who would you like to be in this story? Who would you, kids, who would you like to be in this story? The tree? Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> Jason? You'd like to be God? You would like to be Jesus? Jesus is God, so you'd like to be the one that forgives him of his sins. Okay, and that's kind. Good. Okay. <laughs> Get moved all around, huh? <laughs> but to, get, but to be the money where I destroy the world of other money. <laughs> okay. I have not had that thought. So that's interesting. That, that's why we like kids, right? Yes, ma'am. Zacchaeus? You want to be Zacchaeus? Okay. You want to be the sharp person, huh? No. You wanted to be Zach. Why do you want to be Zacchaeus? Because you got to see Jesus? Absolutely. Good. Raymond? Okay. He wants to be the person that got paid back four times. I like the way you think. I like the way you think. Somebody cheated me last week. I get four times the amount. That'll work, huh? Absolutely. Anybody you'd not like to be? Okay, wouldn't want to be one of the mumblers. You wouldn't want to be, why not? Okay, <laughs> she doesn't like tax paper. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, he, sister wants to be the tree, but you don't want to be the tree. Let's think about this story and just apply some lessons to our life. Zacchaeus encounters Jesus, and he might have been a wee little man, but he was more than a wee little bit changed. He was changed in a big way. When I grew up, we sang little songs. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree, for he wanted the Lord to see, or something like that. (laughs) I'm going to stick with my other rap, okay? Zacchaeus had the fortune, unfortunately... What we most remember him for is his short stature, right? A wee little man. And because of that, sometimes we sell him a little short. But let's, let's look at some things because he's really one of these individuals that encounters, has a life-changing experience, a life-changing encounter with Jesus Christ. Time and time throughout the uh, Gospels, we see individuals that, that their lives are completely changed and transformed when they in, encounter God. His name actually means righteous one. But the story of his life until he had met Jesus, he wasn't doing his name a whole lot of good, was it? He was one of the notorious sinners, well known around town as as one of the bad guys, a tax collector working for the Romans. In fact, the Jewish people probably saw him as a traitor. But in the eyes of Jesus, he was a lost sinner in need of a savior. Let's think about some things, some qualities that I think we can identify with. The first one is he was curious. I think it's good that he, Zacchaeus was curious. He wanted to know who this Jesus was. 
Jesus not only drew decent folks and respectable citizens, but he, he, he attracted tax collectors and other notorious sinners. They were drawn to Jesus like a magnet, really. I don't know how he first heard about Jesus. He might have heard about Jesus from his friend. Matthew might have been a friend. Matthew, the disciple of Jesus, was also a tax collector. So it might have been through Matthew. It's interesting to think that Matthew might have been praying for Zacchaeus to come to know Jesus. We don't know exactly how, but something piqued Zacchaeus' curiosity. He was so compelled to see Jesus that he ran ahead to the place where Jesus would come. He climbed the sycamore tree so that he could see him. It wasn't enough to stand in the back of the crowd to, to peer through a telescope. He had to get to where he personally could experience and see Jesus. I wonder if you and I would be willing to go out on a limb, as our brother said. I wonder if we would do what it takes to see and experience Jesus. See, there's a deep longing in each of our hearts that wants to know God, that wants to see God. Zacchaeus embraced that inner longing. He was willing to climb and cling to tree branches just to get a glimpse of, glimpse of Jesus. I think God rewards that kind of curiosity. In James 4.8 it says this, Draw near to God and I will draw near to you. I told a young man this week, it was really struggling. I said, if you'll just make a step, God ain't gone anywhere. If you'll just make a step to Him, He's already made several steps towards you. Just move in His direction. Draw near to God. Kids, when it get going gets tough, if we just draw near to God, we don't, maybe you don't sense or it just seems like God's not even listening. Just draw near to God and He will draw near to you. I promise you on the authority of the Word of God, that promise is true. It's what happened to Zacchaeus. He was curious and he experienced this life changing. In addition to his curiosity, he was pretty enthusiastic, wasn't he? This whole story gives us the impression that he was excited and enthusiastic about meeting Jesus. I mean, it's a short story, but you almost get tired listening to it, right? He ran ahead, he climbed a tree, he jumped down immediately, he got to open up his house for Jesus I mean, if the governor or the president said, I'm coming to your house today, we'd have to straighten up a little bit. I mean, we rushed out of there and left a few things on the counter today. Y'all did too. Don't be so holy over there. I mean, it's a busy day when Jesus is coming by the house. I mean, it's, it's a lot of action, but, but he embraces this. He quickly climbs down the tree. When's the last time you got excited about Jesus? The cartoonist Doug Hall once pictured a church secretary delivering a phone message to the pastor. The caption read, a man from Ripley's, believe it or not, wants a picture of someone on fire for the Lord. <laughs> Could that be you? Could we draw you on fire for Jesus? There was a conductor of the uh, Philadelphia Symphonic Orchestra Nick, he got so excited directing, so enthusiastic leading the orchestra that he threw it and dislocated his shoulder. That's pretty enthusiastic, huh? When you are directing an orchestra and you get so excited that you dislocate your shoulder, when's the last time that people could tell you were fired up about Jesus and enthusiastic? What we're passionate about typically comes out on us, doesn't it? 
used to tell our sales reps, knowledge instills confidence, confidence instills enthusiasm, and enthusiasm sells. Know Jesus. Be confident in your experience with Jesus. Get enthusiastic about Jesus because if you're fired up about Jesus, it'll get out on you. Zacchaeus welcomed Jesus with excitement and joy. That ought to define our lives as believers. He also was very generous in this story. Now, prior to meeting Jesus, he's not very generous, right? I mean, as the tax collectors, they were known as the cheats. They could tax you about anything about you. Your boat, the fish you caught, your house, your crops. As long as Caesar got his cut, they didn't care what they what you added to it. If I was supposed to collect $100 from you as the tax collector, I could make it 150 I could make it 200 as long as Caesar got his hundred, I could keep my extra hundred. That's why they were so hated. They'd line their own pockets. If you didn't pay, they could dispatch the Roman soldiers to go collect it. When he encountered Jesus, what happened? He said, Lord, I'll give it today, here and now, I'll give half my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody, I'll repay them for it. Now, that's a, that's, that's a big shift, isn't it? From taking more than your share to being generous. I don't know of a whole lot of people that, that walk up and say, half of what I have, I'm going to give away. That's pretty generous. I mean, he, this wee little guy can teach us something about being a big heart and generous. The Bible actually says a lot about generosity. It says stuff like, give, grudging, give generously to the poor, not grudgingly, for the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. Deuteronomy 15. He who is generous will be blessed. Proverbs 22.9. He who is generous. You want to be blessed? Be generous. <laughs> Whoever sows sparingly, 2 Corinthians, will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. The story of a mom that gave her little daughter a dollar and a quarter to go to put in the collection basket. She said, you can put in either or. It's your choice. Put in whichever one you want. So at the end of service, they said, which one did you put in? She said, I put in the quarter. I was going to put in the dollar, but then I heard the preacher say, God loves a cheerful giver, so I figured I better put in the quarter. God likes a cheerful giver, a generous heart. How cheerfully, not just our money, but how cheerfully do we give of our time and our service? God bless you for making those cards and those blankets. I'll have the privilege of delivering some of them, and it will make a change in the atmosphere because you gave and you served. How generous are we in our spirit? He was curious. He was enthusiastic. He was generous. And, and he was changed. See, all of these were outward indications of the deep inner change in his heart. The real transformation took place within his heart. Before he met Jesus, he's a sinner. He was a notorious sinner. He was known throughout town as a, as a big sinner. But oh, the change that Jesus makes. Today, salvation has come to your house. For the Son of Man has come to seek 
and to save that which was lost. Jesus makes seeking and saving soul, lost souls his mission. Can I tell you, it still is. We're all like the wee little man because Scripture tells us all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all miss it. Wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. He came that we might know God. It doesn't matter who you are, what your reputation may be, how you've lived your past. The Bible assures us if we openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that He is God, we will be saved. Jesus came to seek and save spiritually lost people, transform sinners into saints. He found the wee little man. The question is, has he found you? Kids, have you, have you given your heart to Jesus? Adults, teenagers, have you given your heart to Jesus? Has he found you? Estamos bien en el refugio los treinta y tres. Did I do it right? I asked Brother Martin, how do I say 33? It's not Tracy Trace, I know. It's Trenta y Trace. We are all well in the shelter, the 33. The seven-word message set off a wave of euphoria in Chile and around the world. It had been written in red letters on a scrap of paper and taped to a drill bit that penetrated an area of gold and copper mine in northern Chile. Written by 33 miners who had been trapped 2,300 feet underground 17 days earlier. You remember this mining incident? It's the most watched rescue mission in world history. There's every reason to believe they had not survived the initial cave-in. If they had survived, there were probably no way that food would be able to get to them. They'd likely starve to death. Rescuers on the surface had no idea where they were. It was tunnels. It was almost like arteries and capillaries. and There's just no way to know where they were. But the 33 survived the blast, took refuge in an area three miles from the entrance to the mine. Seventeen days later, when a drill bit punched through the roof, they sent back that message. Estamos bien. All is, we are well. As soon as rescues discovered the miners were alive, a collaborative effort began to devise a way to get them out. Three international drilling rig teams, the Ministry of the Chilean Government, engineers and technicians from NASA, and dozens of multinational corporations. I remember standing in front of the TV. We were living in cobblestone in in Geismar, Louisiana. I remember standing. Sometimes I do that. I just stand in front of the TV. And my wife's like, what are you doing? You know, you got to walk around. I'm I'm glued to the TV as these guys are coming out. I remember it like yesterday. You could stand there and watch it, and they would bring another one out in that little bullet of a capsule. All 33 got out. That was a dramatic and glorious end to what could have been a terrible tragedy. But friends, I'm here to tell you today, it's not the largest, most difficult or critical search and rescue ever ever conducted. The most difficult and critical search and rescue attempt was initiated when Jesus Christ became flesh and dwelt among us because He said, I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. He threw all the resources of eternal Glory at rescuing you and me. And I got good news from the wee little man. We too can be changed. And not a little bit changed. But we can be changed 
If you're curious today about Jesus, I've got good news. He's ever done everything on the cross for you. He is moving in your direction. All you have to do is say, I believe, and accept the free gift of His salvation. Before we close this morning, I just want every head bowed and in this sacred holy moment in response to the Word of God today. You say, Pastor, I've, I've either not known God or I've been running from God. Children, if, if you would like to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, this can be an incredible, glorious day. An encounter with Jesus Christ. First of all, we admit we're sinners. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. B, we believe. C, we confess. We confess our sins to Him. We confess Him as Lord and Savior. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. That's your prayer today. As eyes are closed, would you just lift your hand and say, Pastor, I, I want to give my heart to Jesus today. Bless you. Bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. If you want to accept Jesus into your heart, just just pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I confess my sins to you. I believe you died on the cross and rose from the grave for my sins. I accept you into my heart. Come into my heart and make all things new. In the strong and mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Zacchaeus was curious about Jesus. Somebody else needs to encounter Jesus. So I'm encouraging you today. The Son of Man came to seek and say there's a lot of things we can do. But there's nothing more important than joining Jesus on the journey of helping save and seek the lost. Amen. Praise God.